Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Unscripted. I believe you have to do stuff in your life that makes you want to pee your pants. And want to pee your pants is about doing those things that you absolutely love, that you don't care if somebody watches or comments or you know, tells you it's great because you know in your heart is great that you're proud of it. And that's what I was saying to my wife the other day. I said, you know, there's some things that you just do that you just want to do that that is your thing that that fills you up and makes you want to pee your pants. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was listening to me. And I said, that's what unscripted is for me. Going through the book of Proverbs, corresponding proverb, corresponding day, 3,000 year old wisdom and just breaking it down, honestly, it makes me want to pee my pants. Last night I was up. I got a chance. I got home from Prosperity Camp, an unbelievable uh, experience uh, with some phenomenal, phenomenal people. And I got to spend some time with my daughter, and she turned to me and she said, uh, uh, Dad, do you have a Bible that I could read with some with all the words that you write in it? I said, of course. So I ran downstairs. I was so excited. And it was a little bit late. So I just, I got to sit and I got to do my study, but in her room on her floor. And spending that time with my daughter was so amazing for a 15-year-old young lady to ask me about the word. It just lit me up on fire. Um, So Proverbs 18 today, corresponding proverb, corresponding day. We're going to be dealing with understanding, wisdom, wealth, heart, humility, knowledge, discernment. And we're going to be dealing with the ramifications of being a bonehead and giving you the antidote. So this is unscripted. Proverbs 18. Let's go. Welcome back to the unscripted Proverbs 18. As we take you through a journey through Proverbs, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, we're going to be doing this. And what, what's been amazing, I've been doing this for 30 years. And people said, does it get redundant? No, it doesn't get redundant because there's different circumstances in my life and principles are principles, but they have to be adapted. They have to be adapted. They, they I gain stories, glean stories from all the things that are going on within my life. And that experience last night with my daughter, 15-year-old daughter, asking me about the word. Now, I brought a couple of Bibles up to her, and she said, where do I start? I said, you know, Proverbs could work well. And then I told her, you know, you could start in Luke, and you could kind of work through. But it's just the beginning. And I want you to know that every single one of your actions is being recorded. My pops just say it like this. He said, boy, what's the difference between a video camera and you're a child. And I was like, well, Pop, there's a lot of differences. He said, no, there's only one difference. Your kids don't have a stop, a rewind, and a delete button. He said, so be conscious of the things that you're doing because your kids 
are watching. And to have my 15-year-old daughter, McKenna, want to get in the Word. Now, I don't know. She didn't jump into it last night. But last night, as I did my study on the floor, sitting in her room, without her kicking me out of there, she was journaling. Someday, she'll pick up that Word, which is the age-old wisdom, 3,000-year-old wisdom. It's applicable today in your culture, your systems, your leadership. And... Some people say, oh, is this, you know, is it just from a spiritual sense? No, I applied this in our businesses to build multi-million dollar businesses all around the country. But we did it based off the principles of Proverbs. Now, there is so much meat in today's episode that we got to jump right in. We got to go, we got to go, we got to go. Proverbs 18, understanding, wisdom, wealth, heart, humility, knowledge, discernment. Here it is. The ramifications of being a bonehead. And it's amazing because God doesn't just want to beat us up or tell us all the things that we're doing wrong. He wants to have a right relationship with us. He has a sense of humor. He wants us to laugh. And he wants us to realize that there's a lot of simple answers to the many, many challenges that we're going to face. And all of us are going to face challenges through the circumstances. But with all of those things, he just gives us a couple of simple answers. And it says, you know what? If we abide by these things, everything's going to be okay. And one of them is just to focus on him. Point number one, selfishness and not willing to listen. This is a ramification of being a bonehead and being selfish. Here we go in verse one. In verse one, an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. (laughs) Let me read it again. An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgments starts quarrels. When you are only looking to serve yourself or get something out of everyone else, when you're looking to put on your commercial all the time, no one wants to be around you. If you look to serve others, everything starts to work out. Let's uh, go to point number two. Again, rapid fire. Verse number two. Fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in erring their own opinions. My brother hit me with this one day. He was like, Kel, you know, when we talk, man, a lot of times you want to talk and you have all these ideas, but sometimes you need to see it from a different perspective because that perspective will affect and impact your perception. Your perception is the way that you receive it. Your perspective is the vantage point from which you see it, but you can't change your perception the way you receive it unless you change the way that you're seeing it. I want to change the way the things that I receive. So I receive it different. It's not a different uh, bit of information. It's not a different circumstance. It's just a way to look at it a little bit different and be able to overcome because of that. Point number three, three results of wickedness. So on uh, point number two, go back to it. uh, Listen and understand and apply. If you do those three things, you listen first, you understand it, you listen until you understand and you listen to understand and then you apply it. That's verse number two. So uh, point number three is the uh, three results of wickedness. Watch this. So 
When wickedness comes, so does contempt. And with shame comes reproach. So watch this. With wickedness comes contempt and shame and reproach. Now, wickedness is just being outside of God's will. It's not that you're wicked like the green wicked witch of the East. It's just that you're outside of God's will. What is God's will? The only way that you'll know it is if you have communication with him personally, not through rituals, not through religion, but through a personal relationship with him, and then he'll be able to talk to you. You ever have somebody think because they studied you or they think to know you as opposed to spending time with you? Now, five minutes around a dinner table is worth six months of working together side by side, and this is what we worked with in our company. When we And this is how it applies in a company, guys. You got to eat together. You got to break bread. And when you do, you start talking about things that aren't you putting on a facade or doing your commercial. Point number four, hard to understand, flowing and fresh. Hard to understand, flowing and fresh. Watch this, verse number four. In verse number four, the words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. I was confused on this, and I had a question, and this was years ago, and then God opened this up to me on uh, 11, 18, 23. The words of the mouth are deep waters. They're hard to understand. But the fountain of wisdom, wisdom comes from the fear of God, is a rushing stream. It means it's fresh constantly all the time. He's never going to give you old, stale stories. He's never going to have you living in the past. He's going to have you living right here, right now, being present with him, and that's where his magic is will happen. Point number five, be slow to speak. My mom always told me this, two ears, one mouth, be slow to speak. Be fast to listen. In verse number six and seven, here we go. The lips of a fool bring them strife and the mouth and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are the undoing are their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. It's amazing because it wasn't saying the actions of a fool. It was saying the lips of a fool. It's the things that we say, and where, what do we say? We say what comes out of our heart. The words that come out of our mouth are an overflow of our heart. So it's not, oh, wow, sorry I said that. I was acting out of character. No, 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 no. You were saying it because it was in your heart. The only way that it gets into your heart is through your eyes, through your ears, and through your senses. Touch, feel, smell. That's the only way it comes in through your eyes, your ears, and your senses. And then what it does is it trickles down into your heart. And once your heart overflows, guess what happens? It comes out your mouth. And if we could control the tongue, like we talked about the other day, that muscle, and we could control the lips, which is the delivery guess what starts to happen? There's magic, 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 magic. Point number six is diligence. It's verse number nine. So in verse number nine, let's see. One who is slack in his work is a brother to one who destroys. Diligence. It's right work. Let me read it again. One who is slack in his work is a brother to one who destroys. Just be diligent. Work your land. There's so much, there's so much that you're standing on right now as opposed to trying to go out and grab a hold of the world. And I've done this so many times. I've not looked at the things that are already around me. 
but I've been looking at all the other stuff that other people have and how I can gain that as opposed to God saying, just work your land, work your land, work your land. Here we go in verse seven and God waits till verse seven. I think he has a, uh, he has a, a great sense of humor. He waits, he went six points and then on the seventh, he just gave us the antidote for all those bonehead things that, that we're doing in verse 11. Watch this in verse 11. It says, the wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a, uh, a wall too high to scale. Actually, that's point number eight. De- uh, don't depend on your riches. Don't depend on your riches, right? And then don't depend on your riches. So that's even point number seven here is here. Don't depend on your riches, That's verse number 11. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. Sometimes we depend on our riches at such a high level. We have false hope and we think no one can bring us down because we got the money. We got the 401k. We got all these things. It's not to say that any of those things are wrong. Those are great. But I can tell you this. If you're seeking out peace through financial freedom at some point, there's going to be a challenge. I thought this during the pandemic or before the pandemic. And then it hits and guess what happens? That money could fly away. But when we put our treasure in our relationship with the Lord, he owns it all anyway. And he can distribute it when he wants to distribute it. Let's go on to point uh, number eight. And in point number eight, I got to find this because uh, here we go. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So uh, the antidote. The antidote is in uh, verse number 10. It says, the name of the Lord is, uh, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. So he takes you through all those things of being a bonehead. And then he says, the antidote is simply, the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. So they don't run into their riches. They don't run into their wealth. They don't run into any of those things. What they run into (laughs) is just his name. Here we go in point, uh, point number eight. Uh, well, we already did that one. Point number nine, pride is the sign of danger. Uh, verse 12. In verse 12, it says, before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. We've got to stay humble. Here we go. Point number 10, listen to the whole story, all three sides. What he said, what you said, and what actually happened. And in verse 13 and 17, we're just going to do verse 13. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. And in verse 17, it says, In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward to cross-examine. 3,000-year-old wisdom that is applicable today, right here, right now. It's amazing how this happens. Let's see, uh, ver- uh, point number 11, protect hope at all costs. In verse 14, it says the human spirit can endure sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? A crushed spirit. Most of the time we're thinking about, oh, man, how can I not get sick? No, 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 you need, we need to guard our heart and guard that hope at all costs. Point number 12, is the power of words. The power of words comes from verse 20. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. Think of this, guys, the mouth, the tongue. 
the fruit of the mouth or the tongue, it's the muscle, it's the words that you're going to say, and then the lips or the delivery, that's the way that we'll be satisfied. But where do the words come from? They come from our heart, and where our heart gets filled up is what we see, what we hear, and what we become aware of through our senses. So be conscious of what you intake. Point number 13, the value of an amazing wife. And this is un- unbelievable because I'm very fortunate. I have, I believe, the greatest wife in the world in Brooklyn. I love her so much. She's such an incredible, intelligent, uh, like she has so much ingenuity. She has so much talent. She has in, uh, intellect. She has everything. And she's super, super hot. Verse, or, uh, point number 13, the value of an uh, amazing wife. And it says it right here. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Proverbs 31, woman, when we get to it, we'll talk about it, but I tell you that's an antidote. An antidote in your life is having relationships of people who amplify you and lift you up. I have a wife that does that every single day. Right before I jumped on this, I gave her a hug. She said, you're the greatest. You're the best. I love you. You're going to have a great day. That's what she told me. And point number 14 as we wrap up today, make friends. Make friends, make friends. In verse number uh, 24, this goes to my, uh, shout out to my buddy, uh, Will, my best friend, uh, Will, and my best friend, Dave, and my best friend, Pike, and Dale, and uh, Alfred, and DeAndre, and my brother, Rob. Make friends. In verse 24, it says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's the antidote. The antidote for being a bonehead, guys, watch this, is just know God's name. Know the power of your words. Protect hope at all times. Have an incredible, incredible wife and relationships and then make a ton of friends. I wrote this out for you because it said, and what it says, it says, beware of being a bonehead, but focus on the simplicity. That is God's love, grace, and mercy. He's on your side and has provided the antidote. His yoke is light and is available to all who will accept it. He loves you more than you know. And in the words of my pops, you're the greatest, so act accordingly. Another episode of uh, Unscripted, Proverbs 18. I know we went a little bit longer today, but I tell you, there was so much meat in today's uh, proverb, and I encourage you to read it. I want to thank every single one of you and hope Every one of you realizes how much of a blessing you are to someone else. So speak life, do it, uh, say their name, send them a text, email, whatever it is, but speak life to people. This has been uh, another episode of Unscripted. Thank you so much. I'm officially off the hot seat. Peace, love, and soul.